0: John 1, through 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man.
1: This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be God. Well, I am really excited about this. Uh, you know, on Sunday we looked at Hebrews ten, and we talk we're talking obviously through the covenant wheel, um, and we've been in this series now for many weeks, and and we looked at something that's very central to our church, which is relational discipleship. Um, this idea that the Christian life is not a life to be lived alone. Uh, the Christian life is not a life to uh, be done in isolation, but it, it necessarily is a life that calls us into relationship with others. And um, how cool is it? I mean, two of my best friends, two guys that I would definitely say stir me on. We looked at Hebrews ten on Sunday, and guys that are considering how to stir me on to to love and to good deeds. Um, we get to talk about God's word together uh, with. Uh, I'm joined today by Ben Washer and Josh Youssef. Um, you know, it strikes me as I think about this passage, and I'm eager to hear your thoughts, how Jesus is so concerned with calling relationships to himself, with, with building friendship, with building, you know, I mean, he's the son of God. He's, he's the son of uh, the eternal, almighty, victorious God. He could have accomplished his earthly mission totally by himself. He did not need, uh, this band of disciples. And especially if you read (laughs) about his interactions with his disciples, it's this frustrating, um, you know, they're the, they're faithless, they're full of doubt. Um, yet he's so concerned with calling these brothers to himself. And I think he's obviously he's accomplishing his mission through his disciples, but he's also modeling something for us as Christians, as his followers.
0: Yeah, this is interesting that uh, he's always inviting. Yeah, you know Jesus is always setting an invitation before us to come follow him and be in relationship with him, and it's cool to see that model here. That um, no matter who you are, if you want to follow Jesus, the invitation is open. And and
1: it's a in, it's, an, it's a relational invitation that you know involves. I mean, as we consider stirring one another along. I mean, I think about our text uh, from Sunday in Hebrews 10. It, it it flows from our own confidence in the Lord. It flows from the fact that we have this great high priest. It, it flows from the fact that we're drawing near to the Lord. And in response to that, we're not neglecting one another. We're stirring one another along as we meet together. And so the call of Jesus isn't just, you know, let's be friends. It's come and see. It's 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 come and follow me and see my confidence in the Father's work. See my love for the Father. And I think that is a little bit of the Christian life. It You know, uh, I remember Thomas a few months ago, we were at a Spotted Cow, and we were talking about Uh, community groups are not commiseration groups like we're we're not just called to say oh you know you're struggling with sin i'm struggling with sin we suck oh well Um, we're called actually to stir one another along and to say no let's together draw near to the father let's together be more like christ let's together in confidence pursue godliness. And I think that's exactly what Jesus is doing here
2: with his disciples. Yeah. Yeah. I love that question that Nathaniel asks of Jesus. He says, how do you know me? And obviously when Jesus said, I saw you under the, the fig tree, Nathaniel was doing something. He was, some people have said he's, he was praying. He may have prayed something specific to God. We don't know what that was, but Jesus's knowledge of that situation was a supernatural knowledge. And then he says, "How do you know me?" And Jesus says, "Hey, there are going to be some things you're going to see. They're going to be even bigger than that." And I don't think he's necessarily talking about more supernatural things in the sense of like knowledge, special knowledge. But I think it's it's about relationship. He's going to say, "You're about to have an encounter with the living God, like no like no one has has had uh, before." Uh, and and I think I think that's what he means when he says, um, you know. That, that you're going to see greater things than 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 this. Yeah, and, and, I mean, even I mean, I think yes, there's going to be a real relational
1: encounter, and then, but there is this like angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. I mean, basically, like you believe that I'm the Messiah now, but just wait. And and I do think that's a little bit of the Christian life, like like the 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 Christian life, um, you know. And I think this is why again we need relationship. Um, you know, you guys have been very, very close um, for twenty-five, four years, something like that. You know, I was with Josh and Ben in college, but only you know as as a mere pledge, looking <laughs> uh, to the to the greatness of the older brothers or friends of brothers in the fraternity. But um, but you know, I think that if you know, if one of us started doubting our faith, or if one of us started, stopped believing that Jesus was the son of man, son of God, I think that we could encourage one another and say, look, hey, wait a second, like, you saw that, you saw that, you saw that, and I think, I think that's what Jesus is kind of saying here, is like, you're going to see great things, um, and if your faith, if you think your faith is strong now, just, just wait, but, you know, obviously we're not always seeing these amazing things. And so I do think that is, again, tying this into relational discipleship, the beauty of long-term, gospel-centered, Christ-focused, missional living friendship is that we can just kind of keep reminding one another. Think about all you've seen. Think about how you've seen, you know, maybe not we're not literally seeing angels descending and ascending, but we're we're seeing the work of God, the hand of God at work. And it's good to
0: remind one another of those things. Which is why we need each other, need community. We need to be rubbing up against each other and the friction of relationship and seeing God work in each other's lives. Not just I'm reading my Bible by myself. Right. You know, listening to podcasts, but I'm on the move. I'm out in the world. My faith is in action. I feel compelled
1: to, if you're listening to this, um, and you're like, okay, I hear all this, but you know, how does that get started? I mean, y'all have been friends for 20 plus years. Like I can't go back and join a fraternity. Like how do I get these kinds of friendships? And my, I guess charge to you if you're listening to this and you, you don't have a lot of God honoring relationships, right? I know, you know, there's some folks in our church that I know that like most of your friends are not a good influence on you. They're not considering how to stir you onto to love good works. They're considering how to stir you along to sin <laughs> and greater sin. Um, how do you get started? And and I think that that first step is going to take courage. Like you're, you're going to have to go to a men's group and you don't know anybody there and just say, hi, my name is Jason. You know, you're going to have to come up to me on a Sunday uh, and say you know hey you know I, I don't have a group can you help me get plugged in you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show up and uh, you know th- that can be really hard and it can be really hard to like as uh, as <laughs> You know, as an old male, I mean, as an old adult male and, and, you know, a young man, a young woman, I mean, it's hard that, that first step does require a lot of courage, but, but I can, I can like almost guarantee you, if you will take that step of courage into a community of faith, any community that you would want to be a part of, you will be received so warmly and so fully. And so I feel like I'm talking to somebody today, um, you know, on this Valentine's day day, uh, you know, you got to take a step of courage. Like you, you've got to make that step into community. I mean, even like if you're a young man or woman go on Tuesday night and I know there's 400 people there and it seems overwhelming, but just go there and try to meet one person and, 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 you know, relational discipleship takes some intentional pursuit. Yeah. And it takes
0: time. It takes, that's right. Not just one time of courage, but it takes a you know a way of that's a good word yeah engaging the world with courage regularly to find people
1: the first step is the hardest sometimes right but like it does require a second and third and fourth and fifth and 180th step <laughs> you know yeah. all right well good stuff well for ben washer and josh youssef i'm jason dees thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you